Hello and welcome to the Real to Rank podcast, the podcast that ranks your favorite film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Devin Specht, and with me as always is my brother Dayton. Hey, howdy, everybody. And today we unearth ancient secrets and dark curses, mm -hmm. hard-to-open books, and weird puzzle boxes. <laughs> the stuff that ancient Egypt was famous for. We're ready for it. Woo! It's uh, The Mummy, mm -hmm. 1999. Stephen uh, Summers' fucking massive breakout hit. Yeah, really hit fucking big on this. It really did. <laughs> like, they re I don't think anybody was expecting it to... Like, knock it out of the park the way it did. You know, it was, um, like, a monster hit mm -hmm. in the time. Um, yeah, uh, so this is a spinoff of the 30s and 40s Mummy, which uh, I feel like we got to talk about a little bit. Uh, technically, I'd say it's kind of a slight reimagining is the wrong word. Reboot's not the right word, but it's... Stephen Summers, uh, his favorite movie was The Mummy, and he had wanted to uh, direct, uh, do his own version, and he finally got the chance to do it, and Universal gave him $80 million, and that's what he did, so, yeah. Yeah, well, it made, like, over $400 million, yeah. so mon monster Just smash monster hit. monster success, yeah, and this, uh, it uh, doesn't really, like, it has some nods to the original 32, 1932 Mummy movie uh, and a couple others to the following batch of movies. Uh, but uh, the, the biggest things that, the, that uh, this Mummy has kind of still in the same vein as the 32 one is Imhotep is uh, the Mummy and mm -hmm. uh, he can do magic and he's looking for the reincarnation of his great love. There you go. That's that. So, there you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and as the 30s one is more of a horror movie, I would say this is horror-adjacent. Yeah, it's a horror-action movie. Like, it has it has uh, scary elements, which I think work extremely well, but it, it really is just like a... It's a rip-roaring adventure movie, and I love it. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's very akin to, like, an Indiana Jones mm -hmm. Uh, it has that sort of feel to it with the adventure and then like a curse, you know, that kind of mm. elements of that. And then, yeah, horror adjacent as opposed to the original, which is much more of an out and out of its time horror movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were going to do that, but uh, it's real, real short and didn't really seem like it'd work for our format. Well, you know, yeah, they, you did it. It's what it's. But, uh, yeah, you want to just dive right in? Yeah. Uh, so uh, we start in Thebes, mm. as all stories do. As, as all of our previous entries that we have ever watched in movies have started. Always in Thebes. Yeah. Always in Thebes. Blade Runner, Thebes. Fucking <laughs> Superman 1, Thebes. Thebes. Spider-Man, Thebes. Fucking <laughs> Morbius, Thebes. Thebes. Yeah, Thebes Crystal Lake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the Thebe and Jason Voorhees. Yeah. That's where they burned Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, Imhotep, uh, and he is the priest. He's got the power from the Book of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, is, he is in love with Anaxuna Moon, who is the uh, mistress, courtesan, lover of the pharaoh Seti I. 
And wearer of few clothes. Wearer of body paint and not much else. And, yeah. Uh, they have a forbidden romance. This is very integral, as I mentioned, to the, especially like the Imhotep story of the mummy is that, you know, he wants his, his great love. And, uh, of course, being a forbidden romance, they're not supposed to do it. And so they have a brief makeout session before, uh, Seti the first walks in the door. And once he walks through the door, he looks at her and he's like, Hey, somebody was rubbing on your body paint. And she's like, what? No, it weren't. And then Emotep stabs him. Yeah. And like, I was just like, you know, cause she just has a smudge on her like body paint. And he's like, who's touched you? And I was just like, they could have played this much more cool. Also her face makeup is fucking on tight. You wouldn't even tell she made out. It was just no. the, it was, <laughs> it was just the, the it was just the finger rubbing on the side of the arm. I was there. just like, she could have been like, I just had to scratch and I itched and then it <laughs> Who fucked <touched> up. You? <laughs> it, it was just me. Like, you know, cause, cause she's just wearing basically like grease paint as far as I can tell. Yeah, like, pretty much. It's real big in uh, the time of study the first, because the priests of Osiris, Emotep's priests, they're all in like gold body paint. Yeah. They look like they've been killed by Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. But they're still mobile. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. So Imhotep's just like, fuck this. I'm killing Seti Alpha 5. Yes. And, uh, just stabs him. And then, uh, Noxious Moon also stabs him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, the betrayal, the out and out betrayals. Yes. They're, they're, they want their forbidden love to finally be bidden. But unfortunately, uh, the Medjai, the bodyguards of the Pharaoh, burst through the door and stumble upon this scene and are like, oh, fuck. And, yeah, uh, the, yeah <laughs> Pharaoh's bodyguards. And they're like, oh, <laughs> shit. We, uh, whoops. And Anaxuna Moon <laughs> is like, I, uh, fuck y'all. I'm, I'm getting well, out of like, here. Because, like, the priests drag Emotep out, mm-hmm. basically. And she's just standing there. I don't know why she can't leave, too. Well, I think that she is probably, you know, like, we're probably never going to get away. I got to, you know. Yeah, I got to slow him down. Slow slow the Medjai down so my love can get away. Because he can obviously resurrect me, which I'm sure is what she was thinking. So, yeah. Yes, because he's got the the book of the dead. Yes, uh, and uh, uh, sometime later they take her body from her crypt and take her to Hamanoptera, the city of the dead. Mm-hmm. And they yeah, they try to do a resurrection ritual, but the magi, those gifted motherfuckers, mm-hmm. they caught up to them. Yep, and they're like, we stop. We're stopping this resurrection ritual because yeah, it looked like she was about to have her spirit, which looked like. Uh, just ooze it looked like like, well i mean it's a it looked like kind of like a ethereal but liquid at the same time kind of deal uh Mm -hmm. yeah but she her spirit was about to enter into her body and just at the at the moment of triumph the magi just break down the door and are like stop magi (laughs) then take everybody into custody and perform mummification rituals on these priests and emotep while they're still alive Yep, they mummify them alive, and then they decide to give him the greatest of curses. The curse that's so great, it'll make him phenomenally powerful and able to destroy the whole world. That'll show the fucker. <laughs> yeah. I, 
that is the one thing that I've always just been like, why did you do that? Well, I think it was to prevent other people from opening the fucking thing up. But, like... It just... You couldn't just kill him, huh? Was no! Like, <laughs> I, no. Well, I mean, in normal circumstances, if they had... Uh, in realistic circumstances, if they had killed the pharaoh, I mean, Imhotep would have been strapped to a pyre and burned alive, and then they would have carved all mention of his name from history forever. Uh which is what they would normally do in that circumstance. But yeah, in the, in the mummy just, verse, I they, think that because, well, I mean, also thinking of, you know, Egyptian thinking, he his, he's basically been cursed, so he can't pass on to the afterlife, really. So that sucks. <laughs> and then, you know, you don't want fucking people to wake him up because they perform the hum die, this... The humdinger, yes. Yes, this ritual that is absolutely for the worst of the worst of the worst with honors. Honors. And, and Emotep is it. He's the only person they ever humdingered. And, yeah, uh, it is like, you get the full humdinger. We're going to mummify you alive, <laughs> and then we're going to throw these uh, uh, scarabs flesh in eating, here. Flesh-eating scarabs on you, and then we're going to seal it up. That's a humdinger. And then we're going to put it in a box, and then we're going to lock that box, and then we're going to put that box inside of another, another box, box, and then we're going to mail it to ourselves. <laughs> And one of the lives will smash it with a hammer. Yep, and they they bury the bury uh, his sarcophagus under at the uh, at the foot of a statue of Anubis. Which, uh, just as a quick aside, uh, Anubis is not the Egyptian god of the dead. He is the god of uh, the funeral rites. Uh, Cyrus is the god of the dead, but that is just neither here nor there. He looks badass. That's why everybody remembers him as the god of the dead. Yeah, and uh, then. The the city of uh, Hamanatra Hamanatra was was lost to time mm-hmm. and uh, protected by the Magi. Yep. Um, who, you know, they do things like give you uh, hairbrushes when you cut all your hair mm-hmm. and a pocket watch holder when you sold your pocket watch. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's what the Magi do for three thousand years. I I will uh, just uh, before we go any further. I love this opener. This mm-hmm. opener is just like iconic in my memory. It's just like, oh, fuck yeah, because uh, we see that the mummy titles and it's covered in bandages and then there's a scream and the, uh, the statue of Anubis goes from being pristine to just withered and weathered and worn down through time. And we are in 1926. I have it as 23. Yeah, well, 26, 23. It's 23. in the 20s. Yeah, whatever. Who gives a shit? And uh, yeah, there's a battle. Mm-hmm. Um between, uh, I don't know what is Rick part of the French Foreign Legion? He is. They are. In, okay. He's in the French Foreign Legion, and they are. Those are Bedouins who are all coming to fucking try and kill him. Okay, because I could tell by the hat. Yes. The I was like, yeah. So yeah, there is a a giant battle, and uh, Brendan Fraser is awesome. Uh, he's so amazing fucking great. In this movie. I love he that is, man. <laughs> he is. Damn near at his finest here. Mm-hmm. Rick, uh, Rick Rick O'Connell fucking rocks. He is one of my favorite movie characters ever. He is so good. Yeah. I he has this like he has this very human quality to him where he like he doesn't give up, but he totally knows when to run away. <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> He's um yeah, he is uh bit of a scoundrel too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, there's he's awesome. always prepared, 
not super greedy though, mm-hmm. which is interesting for like a kind of treasure huntery type. Yeah. That's not really his his thing. Yeah. Uh, and armed to the gills armed at all times. Always, because there's something evil in that desert. Because, uh, yeah, so the French Foreign Legion normally would not be e- in Egypt at this time period, but he mentions that they all deserted because they heard of the treasure for Hamanatra and trekked their way there. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, they all, uh, except for Benny, mm-hmm. who uh, we'll get to Benny more later. He's an but awesome he is, little shit. He's he played so such, well. Such a great cowardly piece of shit. <laughs> he's awesome. Kevin J. O'Connor, man, he's in like all of Stephen Summers movies, and he always plays that like shit heel motherfucker. <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah, he he immediately is like, Yep, I got your back, Rick, and then he just fucking <laughs> bails. Yeah, he just hides in like a crypt or something. Fucking complete route <laughs> into the middle like before the battle even started, too. Yeah, like... just fuck this. I'm out. Benny's the kind of man that carries every religious symbol around his fucking uh-huh. neck, just in case. Just to cover his ass. <laughs> Love yeah. him. He's awesome. And that's and a as... quick aside, though. I think pretty much all the characters in the, this movie have that quality. They're all so memorable and likable. Yeah. There's all, like, even the other crew. Like, mm-hmm. you remember. The Americans. I'd, yeah. Yeah. I, I did not write down their names, so I guess they're not that memorable. But Hell, you know. I gave them little monikers, mm-hmm. and uh, that's good for something. <laughs> well, they're you know, and they're not all like you know, when, and we can talk about more when we get there. But like even that, they are all like really like yeah, they're treasure hunters essentially, but they're not like out and out dicks about anything. No, which the I only think... real overly antagonistic force is the mummy himself. Yeah. Truly, well and true, as he should be, of course. Uh, sorry. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. yeah, Benny just just fucking routes, and uh, Rick is just fighting these, fighting them off, and they the lines are broken, and he's still just like, he runs out of rifle ammo, so he abandons his rifle and pulls out his six shooters, mm-hmm. and then is just dodging gunfire all throughout, and he tries to like hide with Benny, and Benny's just like fuck this, and closes the door, mm-hmm. and yeah, we so see he's... how good of a shot Rick is yeah. and uh, just fights off the entire army of these dudes. And then they, um, you yeah, know, it looks like he's about to get got. And then uh, they hear a noise. Mm-hmm. And, they get uh, spooked off. They hear the, cause Hamanatra is haunted as fuck. Cursed, most cursed place in all of Egypt. And uh, they, they hear the, the whispers and even eventually Rick hears them too and then the sand starts to shift under his feet and there's just a big old sand face in the ground that screams at him and then he's like well fuck this I'm going to a fucking prison <laughs> uh, better walk to Cairo yep well meanwhile yeah. he's being watched by uh, the, the well the kind of remaining members of the Magi uh, led by Ardeth Bay which is another nod to uh the 32 mummy because when emotep resurrected himself he went by the name ardeth bay oh mm-hmm. nice yeah that sand face though his daughter is very sick very very sick, <laughs> <Real> sick. <laughs> the love of his life is very very dead super dead <laughs> yeah um so yeah we're in cairo now mm-hmm. and uh, we got 
uh, Evie, mm-hmm. uh, played by Rachel Weiss. Uh, she's doing librarian work because she is very proudly a librarian. Yep. And uh, part of her librarian training is to do some real Buster Keaton <laughs> slap slapstick. She is <laughs> like some... she has like she's at the S's and she's putting all these S books away. And then she's like a T book. Where the fuck is this supposed to go? Then she looks behind her and like there's that big uh, bookshelf and she tries to reach it, but then she like just get the ladder doesn't get stuck, but she's basically like. Uh, stilt walking on the ladder and she's Mm -hmm. trying to say help but eventually she knocks into the s shelf causes a domino effect where all the bookshelves go down and yep that's yeah because all of them are just dominoed together exactly that's just how physics works and then uh eric gavardi walks in and he's like what the fuck is going on here yeah uh, why do I put up with this Buster Keaton ass antics? <laughs> God damn it! Uh, one day I'm gonna be a mob boss and get killed by Bullseye. You know, I used to. I used to trip over golf balls at SETI. <laughs> yeah, he's like, why do I put up with you? And she's like, because my, because uh, I'm really good at reading uh, and and writing in ancient Greek and and all the Egyptian. other languages. <laughs> Greek, Greek too. Yeah, Greek. Everyone why knows not Greek. Greek? Everyone knows Greek. Uh-huh. You don't know ancient Greek? That's how they figured out the Rosetta Stone. That in the app. Yeah. And he's like, no, I keep you around because your parents gave us a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> it's also a good reason. And then uh, he's that... like, I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how you do it. Clean this fucking place up, would you please? And then uh, he walks off, and then she hears a noise in another part of the... It's not... It's a... Is it a museum? It has to be a museum. I think it's a museum, yeah. And eventually she finds her fucking brother, Jonathan, uh, just, you know, hanging out with a with a mummy. With a corpse. Yep. <laughs> having a good old time. And uh, Whoa. He, well, he's, he's basically just laughing it up, just like, ah, I can't wait to scare my sister. And yeah, yeah, Jonathan, and... Uh, Jonathan's great, played by John Hanna. Awesome. Another mm-hmm. kind of shit heel character, but with a bit more sterner stuff in him than Benny. Well, there's a more comic relief, but yeah, he's very similar to Benny. Mm-hmm. It, but like, he does care about people other than himself. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, he says that he found a thing, and it's a puzzle box. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they open up that puzzle box, Pinhead shows up. Yeah, it's a real. Um, it's a secret crossover movie. <laughs> It's a lament configuration. <laughs> yeah. Clive Barker secretly wrote this picture. Oh, um, what sights we have <laughs> to show you. Um, but in actuality, what's in the puzzle box that we did see earlier used as the key for the uh, the sarcophagus, uh, there's a map. And uh, fucking Evie opens it up and like, Jonathan, you fucking idiot, you might have found something here. And so they and take it back to show it to Eric Gavardi, and he's looking it over, and he accidentally quote-unquote accidentally accidentally, we'll find out later burns the part with the lost city and so bereft of the full map they have to go to the guy that jonathan stole the key from being one rick o'connell yep and uh yeah so they go to a prison Mm -hmm. and uh it's just like yep that's that's where he is and they pull him out and uh 
he was arrested for i tried to ask him what he was arrested for and he said for having a good time mm-hmm. and they're about to hang him so it must have <laughs> been, been a, a very really good time, good time. yeah it fucking uh omid jalili plays the warden he's another guy that's just fucking great <laughs> i love that guy yeah and so they pull Rick out of the, the fucking boo box mm-hmm. that they had him in. <laughs> yeah. And then they're gonna hang him. And so fucking uh his, the character's <laughs> name is the character's name is Gad Gad, I think. And uh so they're haggling over, you know, he found uh Hominoptera. I'll give you fifty percent. Thirty percent. Before that, uh, he kisses Evie because mm-hmm. he's like, You really wanna get in? Like, I'll tell you how to get there. And like, just get me out of get here. Get me the hell out of here. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're haggling for fucking Rick's life. And then eventually he agrees for 25%, uh, just like, ah, fuck, cut him down. And, uh, yeah, saves, well, yeah, saves cause Rick. Good thing, too, because, yeah, that did not break his neck. They did not do the math right on the, the hanging yeah. part. So we, we don't have to watch him hang to death. We get to watch him strangle to death. Which is uh, worse. Oh, yeah, way, way worse. Considerably, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. Ugh. Mm. Um, but yeah, so they uh it gets cut down and uh yeah, we're on the boat. Um so we're going on the the expedition and Evie's just like, I don't like that guy. He's he's rough and coarse and rude, and gets everywhere. And he's like <laughs> Yeah. And then he walks up behind her and he's like, Well let's take him out back and beat the shit out of him. Hey <laughs> But he, he's, well, he's all he's, he's cleaned up nice and, cut his hair, yeah. yeah. And looking looking like a 1999 Brendan Fraser would look, and uh, you know she gets all starry eyed and stuff. And so they get on the boat where there's another crew, uh, referred to as the Americans, uh, led by fucking uh, Jonathan uh, Hyde, a British guy, yeah, yep. Egyptologist. His name is Doctor Alan Chamberlain. Uh, now Alan Chamberlain, Wilt's granddad. Oh yeah, is yep. uh, yeah, <laughs> looks so <laughs> much alike. <Granddad>. <laughs> Yeah, it's where uh, Wilt got that fez. Yeah, I never forget a fez. Never forget a fez. Uh, so uh, there's the, yeah, the, there's this whole other crew there, and they're also looking for Hamunaptra. Well, yeah, because Jonathan is just blabbing up a fucking storm to anyone that'll listen. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to Hamunaptra. We have a guy who's been there before. Yeah. And, oh, so do we. Yeah, and of course, uh, it's fucking Benny. Yeah, because... Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the the Americans, they have uh, uh, the guy with glasses that I've been referring to as glasses. His name's Mr. Burns. <laughs> That's true. It's what his name is. I Mr. know. Burns. <laughs> uh, and then a guy that, uh, for a reason that comes up later, just asks for a lot of bourbon. So I called him bourbon. Yeah, Mr. Henderson. And a guy with a very short tie that doesn't know how to wear a jacket, so I called him Jacket. Yep, that's Mr. Daniels, who we just saw in Morbius. That's Corey Johnson. Huh. Yeah. Told you we see him in everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And fun fact about, uh, I was reading up, apparently the the one guy who you called Bourbon was the runner-up to play Rick O'Connell, and Stephen Summers liked him so much that he added the, that character to the movie so that guy could play him. Yeah, because, like, I can He tell, seems very cause... similar to Rick. Like, they could be <laughs> brothers. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could have wrote him to be the fucking cousin yeah. of Rick O'Connell, and I would have believed it, because they look... 
like he does that the actor as very like mm-hmm. leading man looks. Yeah, he has like, that kind I... of classic like golden age Hollywood chiseled jaw. Like, yeah, he very much looks like the part for a could be Rick O'Connell. Yeah. Um Yeah, so we're on on the boat and uh yeah, then Evie and uh Rick talk as Rick's loading up all of his weapons because that's all he's brought, apparently. Ostensibly, yep. he's just brought a bag of weapons. <laughs> he just brought a bag of weapons. Gotta be prepared. Anything could happen. And he's right. He's Well, and he starts loading all of his shit. Like, mm-hmm. anything could happen. Even on this boat. Yep. You'll yeah. see. Be prepared. I'll make, them, I'll make them all pay. <laughs> and he just starts loading his fucking guns. Doesn't concern her, though. She's just like, why'd you kiss me? It's like, yeah, that seemed well, like a good idea, good idea at the idea time. At time. And then she goes off all flustered, and he's like, what? <laughs> this is true. And, yeah, she's all distracted by the kiss. Um, and, uh the magi have snuck onto the boat mm-hmm. on canoes i suppose i would imagine so no, yeah, that boat's not very going very fast <laughs> fucking really fast rowing canoes that's a fucking steamship <laughs> those guys were booking ass <laughs> fucking row faster we gotta get there <laughs> they're getting away they're moving at two nautical miles an hour Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, they, uh, and Rick also talks to Benny and it's like, yeah, what are you doing here, Betty? Mm. Uh, Betty's just a real piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, so he like, throws him overboard. Yeah, he does. It's <laughs> he's so yeet. fucking funny. <laughs> Goodbye, Benny. Like, <laughs> yeah. Bye, Benny. He's, he's so gonna, charming. He is. He's not going to kill him, but he's going to give him some payback. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, don't worry. Benny gets his. Mm-hmm. Uh, as uh, Evie is in her room, and she's like, well, it wasn't that good of a kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody breaks in, and yeah. it's one of the Magi. This poor Magi. Yeah, he a lot happens to this poor guy. <laughs> this guy. First, he has a hook hand, so he already, you know, he's got a they hook They call hand. him Lucky. <laughs> they call him Lucky. And, Captain uh... Hook here. <laughs> Just like... got back from fucking Neverland. <laughs> He's like, he really doesn't want to see any crocodiles. He's fucking terrified of crocodiles. Duh. This time, Smee. Uh, oh, that's great. Oh, don't let him get me started this time, Smee. And he fucking kills them all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he already has a hook for a hand, and he starts asking about the key in the, in the map. And uh, then... Uh, Rick comes in and makes the save, and in so doing, he starts a fire mm. on a boat, and then Jonathan comes in and fucking emulates the poor <laughs> bastard. Yeah, Jonathan, because uh, Rick uh, and Evie abandon the key, but then Jonathan comes in and is like, oh, hey, the key, and knocks the oh. guy into the couch that's lit on fire. He's not having a good day. And it's just... Burned and fucking burned alive. At least I hope he is, because it's 1923. He is fully on fire. If he's not de- dead from that, he will be slowly. Oh yeah, bro. Well, I mean, the boat fucking explodes. I don't think his chances yeah. are great. I could jump into the river, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, and we get into another uh, fun action scene. This movie has a lot of fun action scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the the boat where they're fighting off the magi and uh 
Rick's just like, this is why I load all my guns, as he's loading all of his guns. Mm-hmm. And, like, the wall is just getting bullet holes, and Evie has to pull him away because uh, he's about to get shot. He's so great. And, yeah, so eventually uh, the battle is not going in their favor. The boat the boat is going down. So Evie, uh, uh, Rick asks Evie, like, can you swim? And she's like, when the situation calls for it, and he picks her up, and he's like, the situation calls for it, and chucks her overboard. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, it seems like... Uh, the warden like eventually he abandoned ships too mm-hmm. and the, the warden's like oh what should i do and it's like you wait here i'll go for help and he jumps <laughs> over the... <laughs> it's like the warden's like ah oh, fuck because <laughs> the warden's come along as he said to keep an eye on his investment and poor bastard poor bastard like you know he was a sleazy warden but man yeah does that's not rough. Get... <laughs> all these guys all design. these guys really have it like ouch <laughs> yeah and it's just like oh my god um so yeah they um get to the river mm. benny has all the horses all the horses yeah <laughs> hey ocado looks to me like i have all the horses hey benny it looks like you're on the wrong side of the river it's awesome like, <laughs> son of a bitch god damn it so yeah they go into I want to say town, but it can never be a town. Well, it's I imagine like, that the, it's probably like I, an I, outpost or something. Outpost, or maybe even like again, I don't know for sure, but like a Bedouin village or something, because they are a nomadic people. So probably set up shop somewhere. And Jonathan tries to buy a few camels, but he ends up buying a horde of camels, as we all have done, and uh, a pack of camels, if you will. <laughs> he bought a pack. Of Smooth smoking. (laughs) (laughs) From a guy named Joe in a leather jacket and sunglasses. (laughs) It's a little warm. (laughs) Oh, man. And, uh, fuck, what happens? They, uh, they. Uh, Well, it's like, well, you know, you could have, uh, could have got him for free if you had just given him your sister. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. And, uh, and then she gets a fucking extreme Egyptian makeover, and he's like, "Nah, never mind. Put yeah, a pin in that. This is this this is fine. She's not that annoying." And yeah, yeah, nope. She's she's useful. Um, yeah, and then, um, more day for night. They ride across the desert. Mm-hmm. This movie uses a lot of day for night. I wonder if that's like an homage choice for uni- old Universal horror movies. I don't know, but it was just something that I noticed on this this time watching it. Mm-hmm. It's just like oh, definitely, like a lot of the writing, like you said, day for night, very prominent. But yeah, like I said, the I wipes. wondered if that was like yeah, because there's a lot of homages. like there's a lot of like screen wipes, like out and out screen wipes that you just never see mm-hmm. in movies. It's like this and Star Wars are like the only fucking ones uh, because it seems like it's a, a tip of the hat to old adventure serials too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, as they go across the day for night, like, okay, wait here. You got You can only find Hamanatra in the, in the light of the, the daybreak. Yeah. Ma- how you find magic it. error when the sun <clears throat> hits us, you know, crests above or whatever. And then it all comes clear in the, in the horizon. Very cool shot. And so they're like, we're about to be led the way. And then they see they it. Race. And, and they all race. Yeah, it's great. Because there's a $500 bet, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, a lot of money in 1923. I mean, it's a lot of money now. 
You could buy a state for $500. <laughs> Supposedly, I guess. So, Benny and, uh, or Rick and Benny end up fucking racing, and Benny tries to fucking hit him with one of those fucking, uh, whip. the whips. Yeah. Like a bull whip. Yeah. yeah. Or... And then eventually O'Connell gets fed up with him and throws him off his camel. <laughs> yeah, just fucking yeets him <laughs> off. Um, and I believe he does win the bet, right? I think, I, believe... I think they might, yeah. Um, yeah, and then they they have found Hamanoptera, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, then they start finding the different areas, uh, go into different parts of the thing because it's a big underground kind of complex. Yeah. Uh, but first, they have to they have to do this old trick that you learned from the Legend of Zelda, where you have to align all these mirrors, uh-huh. and that that's how you get the light. Yeah. That's why you have a mirror shield so that you can hit a light switch. Works every time. Works every time. And, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the, the British guy, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Chamberlain, mm-hmm. uh, has some, just drops some very casual sexism there. Like, what does she know about Egypt? She's a woman. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> just just drops that unannounced. Like, well, he, we have... <laughs> uh, like I said, of all of, like, the Americans, the, like... Doctor, the British is the evilest one. He's like the most dickish. Yeah. Yeah. He has, the he, he has to get. Yeah. He has to get all that heel heat by hating women and killing his diggers. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, yeah. As they, they do, they go down and they find an area, and they have a standoff, um, with the American dig crew mm. over you know big dick waving contest about who gets to dig in this spot first. Yeah, and uh, Evie's just like, we can just find another spot. Yeah, it's, That's it's fine. A, we'll just... The common option is huge. We can just find another. Spot. Well, she notices that there's a little crevice where sand is falling, so she realizes that if they find the below level underneath that statue, they can get the sarcophagus before the Americans do. Yep. Um, so so they... it works out for everybody, really. Yeah, everyone. Uh, I hesitate to say, knowing the events of the movie, that everyone wins. Well, I mean, a few people win. Most of them don't, though. No, most of them very clearly do not win. <laughs> most of them get fucking cursed and killed by a mummy. <laughs> it's just, you know, uh, your usual. Just, uh, you know, Egypt, right? Yeah. Who hasn't? <laughs> we all been there. <laughs> so the warden decides that uh, he needs to run off and just start taking shit from the walls because mm-hmm. he sees these scarabs and like these must be valuable mm-hmm. well they, and they do look like like beautiful little like turquoise like kind of like they do look not like precious gems or something but they do look like they'd be like a valuable treasure so to speak mm-hmm. and just the way that they're on the wall mm-hmm. uh they're not um, oh no they're nightmare fuel yeah they're just the fucking worst uh, as one of them just Pops out of the shell and then digs through his fucking shoe. Yeah. And then just starts making his way through. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just like uh, the Frighteners, you know, just like yeah. right through his right through his belly all the way up until it gets to his head. And then he just starts running and screaming until he runs headlong into a wall, killing himself instantly. Mm-hmm. Which is probably the more merciful thing to have happened to anybody in this movie. Of all of the ways that the people have died in this movie, 
it's one of the better ones. <laughs> better being on a weird tier, but yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'd say the uh, old pilot is probably. Yeah, that's also there too. Yeah, Winston Winston Havelock, <laughs> the world's oldest pilot. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. So. So he's dead. And, uh, <laughs> there went him. There, the only thing left to do is just go through his fucking belongings, mm-hmm. and you find a bottle of booze. It's broken, but it's still good. It's still good. Yeah, there's still some. There's still some liquid in there. We can drink it. It's a lot of fucking liquid in there, and uh, yeah. Though I don't know, man. Perhaps it's just me, but I would never drink out of a broken bottle. I would feel all kinds of fucking concern. Yeah. They're, they're little, in the there desert. Could be, a, could be a little glass. <laughs> I don't think they give a shit, Devin. <laughs> well, but you know, the little, like the little glass, could cut you all the way down. Yeah, yeah, could hurt you. You could rip up your insides. That's what alcoholism I, will do to you. No, I meant like you know, like you get like a little shard of glass in there. Yeah, mm. I, I, I know, but also it, like, it's not relevant at all. I know. It's just, it's just my own weird fears. That's the name of my show. <laughs> Weird Fears. Weird Fears with Devin. <laughs> and that's why I don't sleep on ground level. <laughs> that's why I don't wear plaid on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Weird Fears. Weird Fears. What if somebody mistakes me for a lumberjack in the high heavens? <laughs> Weird Fears. <laughs> It's just called being neurotic. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, uh, got, I always, gotta always make sure to wear clean underwear because you don't want paramedics judging you if you get into an accident. Yeah. Weird fears. Weird fears. Always, I only clip, I only clip my thumbnails, but none of the others. Weird fears. Weird fears. Yeah. You know, I never shower in a thunderstorm. <laughs> Weird fears. and that's why i've never been cursed by a mummy (laughs) yeah that's like that's that's how you stay safe (laughs) (laughs) yeah all these weird ass situations. I'm still here. <laughs> That's how I stay alive. Thirty. How, how old are you? Thirty four. Thirty five. Damn near thirty five. Thirty five years. <laughs> thirty five years. Unbroken streak. Haven't died once. I'm batting a thousand for surviving. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, nobody can. Nobody can question that logic. I Actually, guess. mathematically, I think I can't die because if you think about it, every day that I've lit, I've lived every single day. I haven't died. That's so, true. Like, what are the odds of me dying? You're better than Damn you're, near you're, zero. You're doing better than some other people. Yeah, I mean, look at all these other people. They died once. Me <laughs> died zero times. No times. I got that on my belt. <laughs> I'm gonna live forever or die in the attempt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, and the, uh, we didn't mention it, but yeah, the, uh, American crew, they find something and they start digging at it 
and uh, then he's like, "Oh, hold on, hold on, let's get these no names out here. <laughs> let's get the like, let's get the diggers to do it because that might be booby trapped, and it totally is with um, salt acid. Yep, they got and they just start tripping balls out there. <laughs> yeah, tripping balls so hard that they literally liquefy into nothing. Yeah, they liquefy into nothing, and then they're like, "Oh man, the turkey's in the oven," and like, "We don't have a turkey. Oh, Our baby." Man. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, the, so that's not good. No, and no. it's never yeah. good. It's never good when the statue of Anubis is booby trapped with salt acid. And they find uh, Rick and Evie. Uh, they find some uh, the sarcophagus mm-hmm. at the base. Uh, and uh, it's like he that shall not be named. So Voldemort's here. Yeah, snakey <laughs> fuck. <laughs> this is where it must be a Horcrux or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know even what that means, but yeah, I, I think there's uh, what do they call them? Fucking uh, Death Eaters somewhere nearby. Yeah, well, whatever those are. I don't know. I never watched Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. He just, he's a dude with no nose. He's apparently evil. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. He's what? killed by the power of love. Yeah, I don't... See, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> this is see, an off-topic. Well, completely off-topic. We'll deal with so that this for is what day. No, this is what I remember. I remember that, like, Harry Potter lived because his parents loved him an awful lot, which meant that all of the other babies that Voldemort killed, their parents didn't love him as much. Well, were their parents wizards? Presumably. I mean, how many babies did he kill in the book? I don't know. It's not like I keep a running fucking death count. <laughs> well, you seem more it's knowledgeable like... about this than you. Like, if you have a problem with it, understand the fucking question. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, all he needed was just somebody to love, like, you know, their parents just didn't love him as much, which is why, you know, the magic didn't work. Okay. I'll have to I take your. Know. I'll have to take your very <sighs> obscure word for it. And if you want to hear us talk about Harry Potter, you could donate to Extra Life and fucking pick it, because Lord knows we won't. Yeah, it's not on the docket anytime soon. We're getting off topic. <laughs> We're really off topic, but I just I just wanted to go on that rant. Uh, but yeah, so they uh, they're just going through the day's events about how they, you know, some people liquefied. Mm. They lost a warden. Yep. Well, by that time, haven't they, like, opened the sarcophagus? Yeah, and they, well, I do not have it. No, they do not. They get into the battle first. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so the Medjai, yeah. So they're they're all talking, comparing notes or whatever, and then the Medjai fucking attack and kill a bunch of people, set stuff on fire, but... uh, Rick, quick-thinking Rick, grabs some dynamite and lights it. Yep. And just, like, you want to get nuts? Let's Come get on. nuts. Let's get nuts. And uh, Oded Fair's like, all right, all right, all right, but you all got to fucking leave this place or die. And they're like, and some of them are like, we'll choose both. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> We're modern men. We take both <laughs> options. Don't tell me what I can and can't do. <laughs> and then Ardeth Bay is like, Fucking all right, whatever. But you're gonna unleash an unspeakable evil that will be almost uh, impossible to. Uh, whatever. Fine, 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 fine. fine. See, but don't come see crawling what we to the know. Magi. We're only fucking the ancient secret society that's been dealing with this for three thousand years. No, no, no. Don't listen to us. 
So we're just going to walk away, and you guys better be out of here by the time we get back. Otherwise, whoo. Yeah. And so Evie gets drunk. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, Jonathan's passed out. Evie's drunk. And and she said, you know, while she doesn't have all these skills, she's proud of what she is, which is a librarian. Mm -hmm. She knows the Dewey Decimal System. (laughs) She's on top of that shit. She she knows how to file. She knows what the content transfer system is. Don't you get in her way? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then she passes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, everybody After... is so fucking awesome in this movie. Like, ah, uh, oh, man, I just I can't say enough good th- good things about the cast. Like, it's just such a fun movie. I don't have as many notes as I normally would because I was just like. Even though I had seen it before, I haven't seen it in a hot minute, mm-hmm. and it's still, still just like up. it's just a fun ride. Yeah, there's some CGI that just hasn't aged as gracefully as you would like, but like, what are you gonna do? Well, I mean, that's all CGI though. Like, yeah, some of it though of it. looks like, and we haven't gotten there yet, but definitely, I would say uh, Emotep's mummy form that still really holds up. That looked really good still. Yeah. Um. Okay, yeah, and then the Americans, then the next morning, mm-hmm. uh, they find a chest. Yes. And uh, the chest is just like, you know, don't open this, otherwise you could cause a horrible, unspeakable evil to walk amongst the earth. Well, and they're like, so, well, the chest says, like, those who open this chest will be cursed to be, you know, eaten and devoured by the mummy, basically. And Benny's like, oh, fuck, I'm out of here. While the other four, be the the Americans and the Egyptologists, are like, all right, let's just, you know, curses, schmerces, let's fucking, let's open this bitch. And when they open it, you know, everything's like, and, uh, and then they find the Book of the Dead. While they yep. also find Anaxuna Moon's uh, Coptic jars, the, the jars that basically hold all of her organs. Uh, yep, and, the and they're like, these are neat. And they just start taking them because they are neat. Like they yeah, they're really somewhere. cool and they're totally worth money. But you know, uh, definitely a curse attached with those jars. Uh, meanwhile, uh, I guess it would be down below. Fucking Evie, Rick, and Jonathan open up the sarcophagus and out because she realizes Emotep. that's the key. Mm-hmm. She realizes the key is there, um, and so they. Uh, uh, open it, and then they find it a real gooey corpse. Mm-hmm. He's still juicy. Mm. The, you you got to seal him in to lock in the freshness. <laughs> lock it in the a, flavor. <laughs> it was a Tupperware sarcophagus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it, this was built by that ancient Egyptian architect Pyrex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. And then you lock in the flavor. <laughs> 3,000 years, still fresh. It's called dry aging. Mm. Look it up, sweetheart. It's <laughs> yeah. like a steak. <laughs> just like if you smoke that guy, it'd be delicious. <laughs> you got to carve over the rotten bits, and then you get into the real flavor. Yeah, that's flavor country, Hamanatra. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then they're like, oh. Man, he was scraping the fuck out of this. Uh... Well, yeah, so at the, the lid of the sarcophagus, there's finger, uh, basically clawed at it with his fingernails, and it, they basically yeah. realized that he was buried alive. 
Yeah, he was. He started like clawing at it because he realized he was so delicious. Mm-hmm. And he's finger licking good. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then he wrote his own baking instructions. And like, <laughs> it like took forever because he's being eaten by scarabs. So he's like, I got to get this down. This recipe yeah. for my immortality is perfect. That death is only the beginning. <laughs> Cook it... for at three twenty-five <laughs> for four hours. <laughs> an ancient Egyptian curse. <laughs> yeah, but it's delicious. Mm. <laughs> oh, God, we're terrible. Um, so, yeah, they have the Book of the Dead, too, and Evie realizes what that is mm. uh, as they're outside, and uh, she just decides to Borrow steal it. it. Aggressively steal. Well, as as Jonathan and Rick would say, she's just borrowing. So yeah, she opens and... the she uses the key to open the book and then, you know, she starts reading some of the some of the passages and, in there. And this is where I really have to reiterate one of my other weird fears. If you ever find a sacred or ancient text, just read it with your own inner monologue and not <laughs> out loud. Say it out loud. <laughs> Cause, cause, yeah. <coughs> Always a bad deal when you actually <coughs> utter the words of power into into the physical <coughs> world and then uh, Yeah, just know. Just keep it to yourself. You know, I read all kinds of books, and I don't narrate them. <laughs> yeah. Just just read it. Don't read it aloud. As soon as you read those ancient words out loud, you're yeah. fucked. And basically, she opens it up, and she starts reading, and she's like, prepare your rosemary in time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cookbook. Oh, my it's God. Cookbook. It's the cookbook of the dead. Arguably, all cookbooks are cookbooks of the dead. What if a vegetarian cookbook? <laughs> oh, of the dead. Those plants are fucking dead. Of the dead. <laughs> of the a cook, a vegetarian cookbook of, <laughs> of the, the damned. <laughs> that would be amazing. I'd love to have something like that. <laughs> oh. oh god, yeah, because you know we're all dip. we're we're all doomed. But you know, I gotta watch the cards. <laughs> oh yeah, uh... <laughs> I'm gonna be doomed with a healthy heart. Mm-hmm. My cholesterol will be great. My gut health is gonna be exemplary. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, she, uh, reads the book and, uh, resurrects Imatep. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't read the books. Yep. You leave the books where they are. And she's just like, it's just a book. What's reading a book ever caused anybody any harm? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, as soon as she does, like, yeah, uh, Wilt Chamberlain wakes up and like, don't read the book. Yeah. And then he shoots a three. And then grasshoppers appear. Mm-hmm. Well, locusts. Or, yeah, but they're the same fucking thing. Okay, whatever. But so basically because the ten plagues of Egypt will also happen when Emotep uh, is awakened. Yeah, the ten plagues. There's uh, crickets, frogs, uh, boils and water, uh, just perpetual darkness, mm-hmm. sleepy, sneezy. Donner and Blitzen. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the, the plagues go, so they retreat inside the city. and every, It's just an out-and-out route. And uh, Mr. Burns, the younger Mr. Burns, before mm-hmm. he gets old and owns a reactor. I mean, this guy doesn't get a chance to get old. And also, he, uh, he specifically has to have his 
his glasses. You know, he, he yeah, he, he doesn't like seeing without his glasses. He can't, he can't see without his glasses. He can't see without his glasses. He hopefully there's not a beehive nearby. <laughs> there's a bee. Yeah, there's a ton <laughs> of bees. And uh, yeah, so and uh, somebody he he falls and his glasses fall and then somebody steps. I think it's Benny. Benny. Yeah, Benny steps, on, steps his on his fucking glasses. Yeah, and then he just can't see shit. And when we see it, like he is literally like he he is fucking damn near legally blind uh, as he can see nothing. And he starts, you know, making his way over. And then he runs into Ematip, mm-hmm. who takes his eyes and his tongue. Yeah. And uh, they don't really do much with it. But I thought it would have been great if Ematip also could not see shit. So he's just wandering around with his arms. <laughs> well, flailing. he stole his fucking eyes. Yeah, that's the first person he saw. Well, I guess I know he's well, super. Well, he's a supernatural entity, so I imagine that he has some sort of. Well, he's basically looking for the four guys that opened the fucking box, basically. Yeah, and I can imagine that he'd be drawn to him, but I was like, he stole that guy's eyes. Yeah. You can't just take Jerry Orbach's eyes. <laughs> um, and yeah, so they. Uh, and then scarabs erupt from the ground. Mm-hmm. The, these are the fast-acting scarabs. Yeah. Extra strength. They're the like scarabs, they're like the bats from Morbius. They'll shear the flesh right from your bones if they catch you. Yeah, they're they're all over the place too. They're just lying in wait, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> but they're also really lazy and can't cross any sort of chasm or anything, so they evade them. And uh, as Evie evades them, they're on this long platform and they jump off. There's like these pillars on mm-hmm. either side, and Evie jumps off and finds a fucking trap door. Basically, yeah. And then she falls into a different section where there is uh, this. This moment really scared the fuck out of me when I was little. Uh, fucking Mr. Birds is basically he's just wandering around because he has no eyes or a tongue, and yeah, she sees him and is like, Jesus Christ! And then yeah, and uh, yeah, she sees him, but he doesn't see her. No, he doesn't see anything anymore. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, what's that? Cat cut your tongue? <laughs> and uh, Emotep finds her. And he's like, you're the spitting image of, uh, what's her name? Anaxunamun. I, the, yep. <laughs> you and, don't, you don't, you don't retain any information about ancient Egypt. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, no, I just rode over it with my own uh, uh, pantheon. Very Roman. Hmm. It's like, you know, no, that's that's not even remotely close. They don't even look remotely alike, Imatep. That's why I thought he was still had the fucking eye thing <clears throat> for Mr. Burns, because I was like, that guy can't see shit. Rachel Rice does not look anything like that lady. Yeah, close enough. So, like, in, well, also, it's probably like, being that she is the only named lady in the cast, she's fucking yeah. gonna be, you know, sights are on her. But doesn't, or no, it's the next one where they talk about her being reincarnated. So we don't have that yet. Yeah, and then Rick shows up and just doesn't ask any questions <sighs> and then awesome. fucking shoots the motherfucker. Well, before, like, what is is this when he's because he does like two big screams and I think this is one yeah. of the big screams. It's awesome. Yeah, the mummy screams at him. And then he screams back and shoots him. (laughs) It's awesome. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. And the Magi show up and like, what did we tell you? Yeah. We told you to leave. You guys didn't listen. 
You know, I think the match are going about this all wrong. All they needed to do is just give them all the fucking gold, and then they would have fucking left. Yeah. But I guess they just didn't want to fucking derp with all that, you know, shit. I don't know. But, yeah, so basically all the survivors make their way back to Cairo. Yeah. uh, And Benny, who had uh, ran and hid, uh, meets up with the mummy. And Hmm. because he was carrying a Star of David and can speak Hebrew... Mm-hmm. he's like oh the language of the slaves i have use for you mm-hmm. and like i can give you gold gold and like treasures benny's... beyond your wildest imaginations and benny's like my prince yeah it's like all you need to help me do is destroy the world yeah and he's like done sounds like a good plan to me is benny gonna be okay benny's gonna be fine all right Everything's coming up, Benny. <laughs> Benny's gonna make it through this, everybody. Um. So yeah, they uh, escape the, to the city, and Rick is just packing up Evie's shit, and like, we need to go. Yep. We need to get out of here. No mortal weapon can fucking damage this guy. I don't know what you think we can do. And Evie's unpacking mm-hmm. the suitcase. It's a whole yeah uh, fun scene. It's like you gotta help, and he's like, I didn't sign on for that. <laughs> I, you told me. <laughs> You told me to take you to Hominoptera. And take you back. Contract terminated. We're done here. (laughs) here. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, he's like, I'm going to go to the bar. Mm -hmm. And he gets uh, his fingers slammed by that heavy-ass 1920s suitcase. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And as uh, they they go to the bar, he meets this old pilot. Yep. Winston Havelock. Who's, uh, who laments that he didn't get to die in a blaze of glory like his friends in the in you know the big one World War One? <laughs> yeah, how old is fucking Winston? Jesus. Well, I mean, you know, he's up there. Yeah, I know, but I was like, it's like 1926. The Great War was ten years ago, dude. He looks so. Well, there wasn't like a. I don't think there was like a. You know, some pilots could be older than others. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that he's 30, and this the time and desert just hasn't. Yeah, been he's r- really yeah. been drinking hard. <laughs> he's just been <laughs> down, like, down in whiskey he out in like Cairo. Thirty years and ten. <laughs> yeah, he's 25 years old. Yeah. I remember when I flew with James Byford McCutton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His birthday was 1901. So, uh, and. Uh, yeah, the the mummy though through Benny uh, goes and meets up with Mister Burns, and Mister Burns like you know he presents himself as some long lost prince, mm. and Benny just ice fucking cold. Yeah, just rubs fucking just kicks him while kicks a poor guy while he's down. That was fucking needlessly cruel. Yeah, just like you know he uh, thanks you for your eyes and your, and your tongue. tongue. But he, and, you know he needs he needs the rest of your life, and you know yeah. It's just like, good God. Yeah. Just Emotep basically eats that dude. Yeah. Just fucking desiccates the corpse and everything. Mm. Uh, and and gets slightly more skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's basically trying to uh, get back to full power, basically. So we get to see, like, different transformations that the mummy form goes through. Yeah, the Hellraiser comparison that I made earlier isn't exactly un- Founded. I haven't yeah, it's seen kind Hellraiser, of a... so I have no idea. 
Yeah, well, it's uh, there's a cursed puzzle box, and then uh, the guy opens it, and then he gets ripped apart, mm. and then his uh, sister-in-law finds him, like, they move into his house, and then he has to, she kills people for him so that he can get his body back. Okay. And that's what happens. Progr- as the movie progresses, he comes back to his, like, m- real form, but he gets his, like, body all that we'll have to watch it sometime oh what sites i have to show you i can't wait for that anyway <laughs> I can... uh, what else is happening blood water yep the blood of egypt is turned where the water of egypt is turned to blood uh, even the fire water is turned to blood mm-hmm. all the like, water yeah, is turned to blood i was like they turned the bourbon into blood well it's a plague it's got to affect everything so mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so then they decide to lock Evie in a room because he's going to try and get her. And the Americans are going to keep stand guard while uh, Rick and uh, Jonathan try to find uh, the Egyptologist. Yep. Because he just decides to wander the fucking streets yeah. as far as I can tell. <laughs> With the book of the dead, that's not going to go poorly. You know, why not, I suppose? And uh, is this when it rains fire? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just starts raining fire. And they ru- uh, Rick runs into Benny and gets distracted by the fire rain, and Benny just immediately bolts. Yeah. Uh, and then they encounter the mummy again, who's just turned into sand mm-hmm. and sneaks through to Evie's room because he can also control sand because he's cursed with magical powers. Yeah, because, you know, he's awesome. And that's when he kills... Uh... Mr. Henderson, because he basically turns into like a mini sandstorm, grabs uh, the one guy, and also just like saps him of all of his life force, leaves him as a fucking husk on the floor. And then... Yeah, because he was asking. That was the guy that was asking for the bourbon, right? Yeah. Give me the. Give me a shot of bourbon and a with bourbon a glass chaser. of bourbon and a bourbon chaser and a keg of bourbon. Bourbon to go with it and buy me a <laughs> bourbon factory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man and bourbon chocolates. <laughs> You know, and bring me some of those French bourbons too, the Royals. Yeah, I want all kinds. Of, if it's bourbon, <laughs> give it. I want give it. it. And uh, well, before that too, we uh, we forgot when uh, when they walked in on Emotep. Uh, <coughs> you know, basically after he ate Mister Burns, uh, he saw a cat on the piano and freaked the fuck out because yeah, cats <clears throat> are cause... guardians of the underworld, and so have. Uh, have an influence over Emotep before he is fully regenerated. Yep. And Rick also does get a hold of Benny and starts asking him a bunch of questions. And Benny just, because he, he tries interrogating him by moving him up in front of a ceiling fan. Mm-hmm. Because in 1920s, they made those things to kill. Well, yeah. I mean, have they you seen them. those old, have you seen any of those I know. old fans? They're like, yeah. They're, they're basically just like, don't be a fucking idiot. Don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. We, we keep our fan blades razor sharp. Yep. That's so it gets cut that, a carrot. Gets, makes the air even cooler. You know, cuts the mm-hmm. heat down. You cut through the air like a knife. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, that's uh, and Benny just takes a moment to escape. And yeah, so uh, yeah, and uh, I believe at this point we get the boil people. Yep. The because basically I think it's after. After Emotep gets the Egyptologist guy, he creates like another horde of 
I'll say bugs because I don't know what exactly, and that's what I think that's what's supposed to cause like the boils and the sores. Yeah, and I then gathered. he uh, decides to drop the hottest album that 1920s Egypt has ever heard, and has a legion of fans uh, because all they do is march around and chant his name. Yeah, basically. And uh, it's another universal yeah. monster staple. They you know have a large fucking uh, angry mob. They're a big unruly mob. Yeah. They're gonna take down corporate America. Um Yeah, so they go to the Egyptologists or they go to the museum and that's where the Egyptologist is there with Artist uh, Bay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's revealed that uh, Eric Gavardi is a member of the Magi. And yeah, he basically gives them the lowdown about all the stuff. Yeah, and like we got this tablet that'll tell you about to defeat the mummy, mm-hmm. and you gotta find e- the book, find the book of Amun Ra, because basically I think isn't that what they were all looking for before? It's this big yeah, solid the gold, gold book. book. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's heavy as fuck, heavy heavier than shit. But it's the it's the exact <laughs> is the exact uh, direct opposite to the book of the dead. It's the book of life. Yeah, yeah, and it's gonna be under the statue of Horus. Yep. Uh, and that's when the crowd uh, breaks in mm. and they're trying to defend and yeah they're like come on hurry up we gotta figure this out and Evie's like patience is a virtue and I'm like, not right now it isn't <laughs> no yeah cause she basically yeah, she reads a tablet then they then they try to escape and yeah they they hop in the car and eventually they run into the crowd mm-hmm. uh, and stop and then Rick runs into the crowd <laughs> just like run him over yep just runs them right the fuck down. Yeah, but enough of them are crawling onto the cars, so they grab uh, they grab Daniels, throw him out, and then he's confronted by or cornered by Emotep and the zombies, and Emotep fucking eats him. Mm-hmm. And now he is fully he is fully healed. He is one hundred percent charged and ready. Yep, and uh, they corner. Uh, everybody there mm-hmm. and he's just like well uh he goes to evie and like if you come with me i'll let them live yeah and and so like just let him do it and he does and then he, he immediately turns his back he's like yeah fuck i was lying you can't trust me yep i'm an evil mummy motherfucker <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh yeah they escape through the sewer mm-hmm. and it's like how are we gonna get to helmet after this fast that's when our boy Sir Winston shows up. Yep. 25 years old. Ready to fly. Ready to fly. And, and they fly out there as uh, Evie, basic, Evie, Benny, and the mummy uh, get teleported to Hamanaptra. Mm-hmm. He basically sandstorms them all the way there. Yep. He is uh, Mr. Sandman, bringing mm-hmm. them a dream. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, as they go in, they see the plane, and Emotep's like, this will not do. (laughs) Flying machines? I think not. And then we get what is probably, I would would say the most iconic shot of the movie. Like, this is the one that had some pop cultural relevance after the movie came out. We get a big old sand wall and a big old sand face. Yeah, the the sand face is, to me, like the most mummy thing in there is the, Mm. you know. Um, that Arnold Vosloo's face, yeah, on the 
on the thing. I think we even referenced it in Spider-Man Three. It's just like the, oh, the sand, the Sandman's face. He does like <laughs> the mummy. Yeah, that'd be fair. Yeah, uh, and it causes the plane to crash because you know it's a biplane, which means that you know why it's called a biplane because it, it goes both ways. ways. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that as well. It goes there also, and back. Uh, fucking Jonathan and Ardev Bay were both uh, hanging on for dear life on the wings of the plane. Yeah, that's only a two-seater, man. Yep. Yeah, and Rick's, like, shooting it at the fucking tailgunner spot, but it's sand. Well, I mean, what else just, is he going to do? That's just how Rick be. You know. you know. He hasn't found a problem he can't shoot yet. Well, so far. And, yeah, so the plane, well, the plane only crashes because Evie distracts uh, Imhotep with a kiss long enough for the fucking thing to finally just go down. And plane crashes, and... The the trio, fucking uh, Rick, Jonathan, and Ardev Bay, they make it out. But Winston, he he finally is, has died that glorious death that he was looking for. And so plane sinks into quicksand, and he is never heard or mentioned again. Quicksand being a much more common threat in the movies. Sure. When I was a kid, it was something that I thought I'd just run across. <laughs> was Based it? Based on... Well, another one of your weird weird fears, fears. <laughs> like, yeah. what if i'm walking down the road and then there's just nothing but quicksand quicksand you know you know you run across it all the time in movies and video games yeah. i figure it's got to be why would it be reason. prevalent in the american midwest <laughs> quicksand i'd just be walking in the backyard and then boom quicksand, quicksand. i gotta figure out how to get it and you struggle it's like a chinese finger trap and you get poof, struggled right back in mm-hmm. um yeah I'm pretty neurotic because I say all these things out loud. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, they make their way inside of Hamanaptra and they have to clear a, a cave in. And Jonathan is uh, managing the situation. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, Rick and Ardeth are like trying to move all these heavy rocks. He's like, come on, put your backs into it. And then they look at him like they're about to kill him. And he's like, well, all right, you guys are doing a fine enough job on your own. And so he grabs uh, one of the scarabs mm-hmm. on the wall, thinking that it's, you know, treasure, mm. and it fucking gets him. But yep. Rick, being quick thinking, is able to just dig it out of him with a knife. Yep. Just basically, like, stabs it, then throws shoots it, on, it. Yeah, throws it on the ground and shoots it, which alerts Imhotep and Evie that Rick and them are in the, in the Hamanoptera. Yep. So he unleashes the stone guardians as i wrote it down but they're the priests of imatep yes our gold boys from before <laughs> yeah but now they're just dusty boys now they were not locked in to keep <laughs> the freshness no they did this not, is what happened to not... use brand x yeah that's why you always got to use those wonderful pyrex sarcophagi <laughs> yeah yep um uh, and they find the treasure room mm-hmm. which just is full of yeah, true to its word, full of just a fuck ton of gold. Just miles and miles of treasure. Yep, and, uh, you know, since they're supposed to touch nothing but the lamp, they just go right in, even though Jonathan wants to take take some. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they are just trying to find the statue of Horus, and they're making their way through, and then the guardians appear. And uh, I, I love this action scene, and especially the, the priests, because they like hack them to pieces and stuff, and they still just keep coming. Yeah, the choreography for this 
like third half of the movie is excellent because it like you said it involves some of that not buster keaton per se but I'd, I'd say kind of a little bit of that slapsticky uh very period appropriate kind of like humor in the fights especially with rick and later he's gonna get a sword but we haven't got there yet yeah so they yeah as the ritual starts though that's when he he tries to they do find the book, but then you have to find the key. Yep. Imatep has the key in his like in his black jeweled battle shorts. And he's robe. just yeah, he's just wearing a robe and like a like a loincloth and not much else, basically. Well, I mean, what what use does he have for all the other shit? It's Egypt. It's hot. Yeah, and uh, yeah, then I believe they. He just reads the cover of the book, which summons in the, the soldiers. pharaohs. Yeah, the pharaohs' guards is what I put them as, but yeah, yeah soldiers. Um, but <laughs> he doesn't know how to command them, so they start attacking. Yeah, and, they yeah, start that's... listening to Emotep, and yeah. And then Rick has to grab a sword, and he, yeah, he, like, he does his second big scream, and then they scream at him, and he's like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> and then he runs away. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, the ritual continues to go as Noxious Moon is is brought back to life mm-hmm. as well. I, I believe the plan is to resurrect her and then transfer the body. Yeah, transfer over. her spirit over to into Evie's body. Mm-hmm. But she now she's alive, and her and uh, Evie are fighting. Yep. And uh, eventually, though using uh, quick wits and, and Evie's skills, which is one of the things I do like, is that Evie isn't just a damsel in distress. She is legitimately talented. Yeah, I mean, like she said, she's a, she's a librarian. She knows her shit. Yeah, but they're able to <clears throat> open the book and then uh, find the right spell, which causes a chariot to swing by and take his Imatep's soul. Well, first what happens is that uh, Jonathan figures out how to command the soldiers because he can because he confuses one of the hieroglyphs for something else. So then he gets com- as they're about to kill Rick, the soldiers uh, take his commands. And then he tells them, "Go hack the shit out of a Noxuna moon," and then they do. And Imotep's mm. all brokenhearted by it. And then yes, Evie grabs the book. She reads an incantation which causes. Uh, a ghostly chariot driven by Anubis once again to basically swing on through, which takes his immortality back to the back to the underworld, the Duat, I would imagine. And uh, that is when uh, Emotep, none the wiser, you know, menacingly strides towards fucking Rick, who just stabs him in the stomach with a sword. And yeah, he's he's now mortal, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen, and Shit. he falls into the. <laughs> Falls it basically falls into like this little uh, this well pool. of souls, yeah. yeah, and yeah, and then he once again he says that uh, death is only the beginning. Cook at three seventy five for forty minutes. <laughs> <Walk> in the <laughs> prejudice. <laughs> <coughs> and Benny, who at this point had just been looting the treasure room, yeah, he'd basically been hauling out just bags and ba- not bags, but basically like. Uh, knapsacks and like travel bags full of yeah. it because he was going to load up as many camels as he could mm-hmm. there's also a funny uh the funny thing so he tries to 
Like he tries to get one of the camels to move to like closer to the entrance, and I, I was also reading up. Apparently, uh, all of the camels in the in the shoot as they were making the movie absolutely despised Kevin J. O'Connor for some reason. So that was very real. <laughs> uh, um, so they uh, uh, as he's as he's doing that, and the the Imatep dies, it activates the self destruct in the base. Yes, and all the just everything starts to collapse well not really collapse basically it has like uh well, like crush yeah start to sink i would say yeah yeah that collapse is not quite the right word for it but uh yeah it, it goes all indiana jones up in this bitch mm-hmm. and they run an escape and benny being so greedy won't let go of the fucking no. goal and to rick's credit and he does this a bunch of times throughout the movie he always try like whenever somebody's like fallen behind or you know like uh you know he always tries to go back and rescue them but he does he's not always successful so because there's yeah, one of the well, digger guys in the scarab scene earlier he fell and rick tried to run back and get him but the scarabs got to him first and yeah he tries they, to like, grab benny yeah, he tries to grab benny they lose the book of uh the, they, yeah they lose that in like it falls into one of the pools of water mm-hmm. because it's probably really fucking heavy it's made of gold yeah like and uh yeah, he does try to save Benny, but Benny gets gets trapped forever. And, well, uh, yeah, he gets trapped with a torch. He gets what he wanted. He got all that treasure, but also basically all the scarabs and the hominoptera get what they want, which is dinner. Yeah, and he's trapped, and uh, the light goes out, and then we just get to hear his, his death agonies. Yep, and... Um, Oh, Dad Ferrer is alive. Mm-hmm. He had tried like sacrificed himself so that they could find the book. Yep. but he made it. He made it. Yep. Which again, that was, uh, if I remember correctly, that was because like uh, Ardeth Bay was supposed to die originally, but Stephen Summers was so impressed by Oded Ferrer and his performance, he was like, "Fuck it, that guy has to live." Which I agree with. That guy's just awesome. Yep, and and he's like, "Well, thanks. You saved the world. Bye." Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, we have nothing to show for it." And, Rick and he, Rick's like, ah, not, I think I got something. And yeah. Get, yeah. They, they have a big and, kiss. And, yeah. And as they, they write, they're right away, we get to notice that some of uh, Benny's ill-gotten gains are strapped to those camels. So they're going to be all right. Yep. And that's the mummy. That's the mummy. I like this movie a it's lot. It's awesome. It is one of my favorites. Yeah, it's um, it's just a fun time from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. With just the right amount of uh, horror, you know, it has just the right amount that it doesn't. Uh, like, I think it strikes a really good balance. I really do. Yeah, it. I don't know. I, in my mind, uh, it kind of hits that same kind of itch that like an Indiana Jones. Yeah, but if would. he encountered something that was like a monster. Although, yeah. I, like they do make like Rick is. Rick is so different from Indiana Jones, too, which I like. They do make him different enough. No, I'm not saying it's like a one-to-one comparison, but it has that same sort of vibe. Feel, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like it's like a Republic serial just set in ancient Egypt, or 1926 Egypt. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, all the, the cast is amazing. It's just such a fun time. Um, and, yeah, everyone else agreed, too. That's why they made two fucking sequels to this <laughs> yeah. thing. In a it, spinoff series. Well, uh, the Scorpion King spinoff series, there was also, I think it lasted one or two seasons, but an animated show 
that I was a big yep. fan of as a kid. Yeah. Yep. So and then it, it got a reboot in 2017, and we'll talk about that. Yep, that's kind of the the roadmap for the rest of this series. Is uh, we're gonna talk about those two direct sequels to this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna do a bonus for the Scorpion King. Oh joy! Because uh, the other fucking all there's four of those fucking <laughs> I know. movies. Only one released three <clears throat> one released theatrical. Thank goodness. And that's the only one we're going to give a shit about. <clears throat> and uh, we're going to talk about it because we cover our bases. And then, yeah, we'll, we're going to talk about uh, 2017 uh, Dark Zub Universe. Movie. We're going to cover every movie in the Universal Dark Universe. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be extensive. <laughs> we're going to cover. We're, we're thorough. Yeah. We're not going to miss a fucking beat. No, no part of that will be left behind. No, we're going to go for the whole goddamn buffalo. Um, so, yeah, be on the lookout for all that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so far, the mummy is going to be very hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have not seen Tomb of the Dragon Emperor ever. I've only seen, like, the first half of it, so I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, You know, I can't say I'm not excited uh, I, I, to see it. I'm excited mostly because i haven't watched the mummy returns in a long time and i love that movie as a kid i love that i love this theater. one yeah. yeah i love this one but man yeah like the big parts of my childhood these the these mummy movies yeah they're real real good mm-hmm. but yeah until then i'm Devin. i'm dayton thanks for listening everybody see you peace